Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Nundobe Omjali. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, I chat to Professor Tawana Kupe, Vice-Chancellor and Principal at the University of Pretoria in South Africa. Professor Kupe recently delivered a keynote address about technology and education in the COVID-19 context. Prof Kupe starts by telling us how technology can be a tool that can contribute to effective learning. I think technology, especially in the 21st century when we have digital technologies, some which are available on many digitally enabled devices, including personal mobile phones, laptops, tablets, iPads, and so on, is a great enabler of education, especially also when you get into a very, to put it mildly, a tricky situation like COVID-19 or a disruptive situation like COVID-19. It means that uh, the normal contact learning does not happen, but through these technologies, you are able actually to reach uh, anybody, of course, provided they have uh, internet connectivity, data, and the gadget itself. But also, I think it's an improvement in that there's greater possibility of interactive learning instead of the old one-way learning teacher or lecturer with a PowerPoint, a chalkboard, or, you know, or a flip chart. It means actually there is the platform enables in multiple ways interactivity and connections is the next great step in learning and teaching if you like. Thank you so much Prof. How do we overcome the barriers to technology and learning? So so there are multiple barriers. The first barriers is one I alluded to previously where people don't have connectivity, they do not have data and they do not have the gadgets. And just to give an example in the context of the investor Pretoria, when we had to transition into 100% online teaching, one of the things we actually had to do to ensure no student was left behind was to find out whether everybody had a gadget and we mobilized funds to provide a, a gadget to everybody. Fortunately, we had a teaching and learning platform which allowed people to access learning without having data, if you like. So that means we eliminated the data barrier as well. You, of course, have to have a learning management system, otherwise a platform at the institution that can enable both lecturers or academics and students to converge as if it was a classroom. Because remember, once you're online, you need an online platform. So it's a learning management system. The learning management system connects students through a device. If a student doesn't have one, the university has made affordable options available to get one. This device gives them access to a portal where they can learn online, interact with educators and ask for help. There are facilitators and contactable staff members ready to help the students. It also offers live chats, discussion platforms and online communication tools. So those three things are often the barrier in Africa. Having the necessary technology platform, having the data, and having the gadget on the other pair. The fourth one, by the way, is being trained and, and, and knowing how to actually learn online <laughs> and also how to teach online. Often people have forgotten this simply because we were pushed to, by COVID to go online suddenly. People think that everybody knew how to teach online. Everybody learned, knew how to teach online. We all know how technology can be very confusing and difficult to manage. So I think that the barrier, one of the barriers can, can with all of the technology uh, issues having been resolved, is the, if you like, the training, the knowing how to learn online and also effectively learning and effectively teaching online. At Investor Pretoria, we train on both ends, as students as well as the, the academics, if you like. 
and and we have special technicians to support people and people to do technology a troubleshooting if you like you've also mentioned that radio and television could be good options could you please share more about this yes i think that we know that on the african continent you can't assume that uh, the technology is ubiquitous in other words that everybody has access to the technology as i said even if they have access to the technology the data is often very expensive for people to be continuously online for the duration of a course for the duration of a program and then also learning management systems are also not present in every university or even when they are the quality might not be that enables effective teaching so but radio and television are media technologies that have been with us for longer radio particularly on the african continent including south africa often reaches everybody and even in their own languages and television is the same only 3% i think of south africans cannot receive a television signal so those platforms can also be used for teaching and and learning now i happened to be 3 4 years ago i happened to be on the campus of the university of southern california and discovered that the first radio lecture was run from the university of southern california by a famous professor there and it became a weekly thing and, and remember the nice thing about television and radio is that your parents also could actually listen into a lecture or a class and assist their children with their, with actually homework so we have technologies that almost have near universal reach and the way there is near universal access because with radio and tv you do not have to worry about data except of course particularly with tv you have to worry about electricity or power connections but with radio if once you have batteries which is what traditionally we have used on the continent you are you are connected and you are if you like you are online in that in that mode of technology in 2006 the united nations passed a resolution that declared internet access a human right yet this remains a significant challenge in africa please share your thoughts on why this is and how it can be addressed so in africa we suffer what is called the digital divide so and the digital divide the divide is those who have access if you like where the right as the united nations said it's a right actually enjoy the right because as you know with rights we have a situation where the right can exist but in practical terms it's not it's a right that you cannot actually exercise or use so in africa we have a big digital divide small percentage of people who are connected to the internet the large majority that are not connected to the internet and this of course mirrors the 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 level of development we have in our country we also poverty unemployment underdevelopment is characteristics of 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 many parts so you will find in any country people in the urban areas are more connected than people in the rural areas or peri urban areas but don't be fooled in the urban areas some are more connected than others people in a township informal settlement and uh, are not connected and people in the suburbs are much more connected so it gives us who lives in that kind of suburb and what their social economic status is and the only way this uh, right we can we can bridge this divide and this ex- this uh, right can be exercised by all or have meaning for all is if actually the the digital technology backbone uh, and which enables access to the internet is available to everybody so so and we know that in many of our african countries that is not the case and also there is a second thing where there is access it's a differential access 
some people can only access very limited information again because of data costs and of not possessing a smartphone because you need a particular kind of phone also to really access the information reach and things that are meaningful for as long as you want some people can browse to no end because they have the means to do so others can only you know do tidbits do their whatsapp check something very briefly and 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 go to 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 information sites that do not have much information that is empowering and that again contributes to the digital divide so 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 this is also linked i think to economic development when economy is well developed an aspect of that being well developed is advanced technological connections and internet access for for many people and also cheaper data prices and accessibility of even digital gadgets Thank you so much, Prof. Was there anything else we need to add before we wrap it up? So I'll, I'll wrap up by simply saying the following is that I think that there needs to be a public-private partnership to develop internet infrastructure in order for everybody to have a universal access. And also that government working with the private sector must ensure all schools and universities or educational institutions, including, by the way, high schools, primary schools, and let's say even early childhood centers young kids these days use gadgets the, the entire educational system needs to be internet empowered or powered if you like it is important to make sure that people have cheaper data better access to the internet and the technology that they need for education there are solutions for this but it needs partnerships between the private and public sectors thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pasha produced by Ozeir Patel For me, Nandobegom Jali, it's bye for now.